if you want to get in touch and want to be part of the next conversation, you can always give us a call on zero double one seven one four two double zero six. I will be. I'll, I'm going to be talking to Mulugi Chwaile, who is the Northwest MEC for Cooperative Governance, Human Settlements, and Traditional Affairs. Now, uh, a lot has been happening within the Northwest Province, and recently, uh, the Premier coming under fire in particular uh, for his appointment of Chile as the MEC for cooperative governance. Now, we also know that um, the bulk of the municipalities within the Northwest are under administration for a number of reasons. Well, Mr. Chile joins us on the line this morning. Uh, good morning and thank you so much for your time today. Hi, gentle lady Casey. Thank you very much, and thank you very much to the listeners. It's a pleasure to have you on, uh, MEC Chile. Perhaps let's just begin with, you know, th- the lay of the land in the Northwest right now. And in particular, as a cocktail MEC, you, of course, uh, would be presiding and, and assisting in terms of some of the municipalities in your province that are currently under administration. And there seems to be contestation regarding whether these municipalities should stay in that state. Speak to us about the position of the provincial government. Uh, uh, Madam Chesey, where we are, our view is that uh, Section 154 of the Constitution would be the most preferred uh, methodologies for intervention, given the challenges uh, confronting our municipalities. However, we agree that Section 139 is also an option, but you would realize that uh, we would not have any major impact made by Section 139 if they have to come to the municipality and uh, uh, just over a period of six months expect miracles to, uh, where we are expecting them to resolve the problems within a short space of time. The Section or agitate that the support of the municipality by both provincial and national department must, amongst others, seek to be legislatively and use other means, including uh, means to institutionalize the necessary capacity municipalities need. We agree there are problems at our municipalities. So, so, so you agree that there are problems at your municipalities. Do you agree that these administrators that have been brought in are helping in resolving some of those problems? Not, not really. Where we are, there is a deterioration. And uh, one of the institutions supporting democracy is AG. Uh, you would see that the audit outcome is just becoming worse. The, there are five serious problems with the municipality. Is the issue of financial sustainability. Improved audit outcome must be achieved. There is a problem on and around infrastructure planning and implementation, uh, administrative stability and legislative compliance. So, the uh, Section 139 administrators have not really been able to redress on any of these challenges, and it is our view that is because they are also working in environment that is hostile, not conducive, and they are few in number, and they cannot render all of the pool of the employees redundant, and this is the reason why we are reorientating terms of reference for municipalities already put under Section 139 so that they must really be able to institutionalize the necessary capacity, establish and reorientate uh, 
systems and structures and build a completely new regulatory faculty for the realization of the good intents of this municipality as espoused on Section 154 of the Constitution. What is so leading to... to have, go, go ahead. Yes. We will have the mixture of the intervention which not depend on one modality. What is leading to the hostility that is being experienced on the ground by these administrators? Why are they having such a difficult time uh, when it comes to being able to actually do the work that they've been deployed to do? When we analyze what could be challenges amongst them, we realize that the administrators were taking over the responsibility of council. And, and and to some extent descended on the floor of uh, the political space where they even have to play a role on and around the composition and recomposition of the political leadership of the municipality, which is not necessarily the mandate of the department because they are there for and on behalf of the department. What we want them to deal with is strictly on matters of administration without them interfering on the political space, but enabling the politicians at the level of municipality to do their work. Also, when you arrive at the municipality and you take the powers of the accounting officer in terms of Section 55, it's not helpful because what you are going to put up there will uh, not be sustained. And that is why we are saying administrators, amongst others, must uh, uh, provide that administrative support that the and municipal managers available and existing at the municipalities must also do their work. The administrators must ratify their decisions so that they are able to move together with those who should sustain the interventions there. I'm in conversation with Muluki Chwaile. He's the Northwest MEC for Cooperative Governance, Human Settlements and Traditional Affairs. If you want to be a part of our conversation this morning, the number to dial 011-714-2006. You can also send us a WhatsApp on 614 So messages and voice notes that we'll be taking. We'll take a quick break and we continue after this. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.1 FM in Bombela. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. We're turning our attention to the Northwest province. We're in conversation with uh, Moloko Chwaile, who's the MEC for Cooperative Governance and Human Settlements uh, in that particular province. Uh, Mr. Chwaile, one of the things that you were talking about before we went to break was um, the tension that has developed on the ground between the administrators in the different municipalities and the politics that is unfolding in the Northwest. At this point, given the state of disarray that the political landscape is in and how factionalized it's in, do you think that it is possible for administrators to be able to do the job that they've been sent there to do without having um, to, to, to make calls in terms of um, the different political factions that are at play. So should the administrators not be given independence to do what they believe is right for the municipalities right now? Yes, it is possible. We have engaged the 
political leadership of the municipalities under Section 139, and we have established a common understanding on how best to uh, have the intervention adding positive impetus on the redress of the challenges of the municipality. You would realize that uh, the, the assertion was that uh, the, there is a political instability and we do not want necessarily so the administrators to think they will resolve political instability in managerial science. When you identify a problem, you must present each solution, put a timeline, and you would know. Uh, we don't want to resolve political instability. We are not necessarily mandated on that. But by virtue of how we do our work, there will be, of course, indirect impact. The democratic constitutionalism has anticipated, of course, that there will be multiplicity of political parties. And when they give you a report, you realize that the political instability is not necessarily intra, but it is intra, meaning it is affecting maybe one political party. It is not that many political parties are, are having problems there. So the pol- problems of individual political party at the level of municipality should not undermine the capacity administratively so of the municipality. But 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 but, but 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 that horse bolted a long time ago, Mr. Mr. Choyle, apologies. That that horse bolted yes. a long time ago. Um, you, the problem that you're referencing now, in fact, if it hasn't hadn't existed, there wouldn't be a need to send administrators. No, we agree that municipality is a contested uh, area. All of this, by its nature, uh, are dominate, dominated by contestation. But we are saying we must have administration that is resilient, that can resist, uh, and cannot be undermined by that political tensions and so on because the mandate in terms of the law on what should happen administratively does not necessarily depend on whether there is a political tension or not. That is why we need to establish the capacity of administration that is able to discharge its responsibility despite who who is coming as a political leader there. So what would you want to see happen in terms of developing the capacity of administrators right now? What is needed in order to help them become successful? Uh, you would realize uh, that uh, our, at the center of our problem is the non-compliance, and this non-compliance is made by managers. So we must have the uh, culture where consequence management defined the day but importantly, we must agree that the capacities that we deploy for purposes of establishing administrative stability must be uh, meeting a particular inherent requirement, and we must be strict on that. The guidance on the planning must enable the municipality to truly so have what we call integrated development plan. What we have, municipalities are just alone having their individual plans without co- collaborating and coordinating uh, the plans of other uh, departments and entities within their localities. So they call it integrated development plan. It is not integrated. It is a municipal because it does not even make a provision for the inputs where you would find that traditional leadership will be building roads within their own area. They don't, they don't get expression in the IDP. So there are many problems, and the problems start with planning. Your appointment... 
Your appointment as the MEC for Cooperative Governance has also come under incredible scrutiny. There are some who believe that you should not have been appointed into this position. In fact, we we understand that behind the scenes there's a campaign to have the Premier remove you. No, I think I would not necessarily engage on that, but the truth is it is a competence and the prerogative of the Premier to make appointment. It is unfortunate that uh, uh, even those who are requested to help unite the organization are engaged in skewed uh, activities that would not necessarily help anyone. I'm saying, Madam Chesson, we had oral war, one oral war, two, when the soldiers returned from war, they were given pictures, pound, pound, pounds in the form of money, in the form of pounds, bicycles. They were rewarded. We have been in this place for the last 25 years. We have done everything for the organization. No one says the capacity is not there. No one says uh, this person has not been there. I've been the chair of parliament presiding over all committees, holding all of this department responsible. No one doubts my educational capacity, my commitment to serve the people. The issue here is, if you know my history, I would not necessarily become part of those who will see. Does your name not appear now, on... on, on on the list of those that were sent to Lutuli House earlier on in the year? Who should, who should no. be asked to stand, to, to stand aside over allegations of corruption? No. Was your name not part of that list? No, not at all, Madam Chesi. Zero. In fact, you would know that it's me who has been opening criminal cases against my own comrades as a, at the level of parliament, even when I was the manager, senior manager at health. We fought a, a, a corrupt HOD, defeated and won those battles. I've got that history. On the issue of uh, corruption, you would not find me in that space. Uh, so, so you're saying that you, you're, you're not part of that list? The secretary, the coordinator, made an error when on the basis of the allegations of a criminal act belonging to 19, uh, 2003, when I was uh, alleged to have committed a particular crime, he enlisted my name there, but the truth is they discovered it. Uh, there was never a case. I was never convicted. I was never sentenced. Uh, and that submission uh, is generating dust there. It has no relevancy. It is not related to matters of corruption. Uh, how much of the political situation in the Northwest, and as far as it relates to the ANC, is contributing to the m- dismal state of governance in the Northwest right now? Uh, Madam Chiefin, my assertion where I'm standing is that uh, the the problems would always be on the part of the administration for the decay at the municipality more than the political because they have lesser roles. The, the but, so, so, sorry, sorry before you go any further, of course the difficulty is that a lot of the appointments that you do have within council are also political appointments. And so it, it goes back to the issue that I was raising earlier about the extent to which one can truly divorce um, the politics from the governance because we know that a lot of those who find themselves having to administer some of the professional duties um, have been put in there on a political mandate 
No, we agree. That will always be the way we deploy managers and make a decision in terms of who should be deployed as organization. But the truth is we deploy those who are meeting inherent requirements for those posts. And when we have deployed them, they, they have a responsibility in terms of the constitution and they must be loyal to their constitutional legislative policy imperatives and they must not be loyal to the view of us politicians. And this is the reason I'm saying we will be having the administration that is better. It is that administration that we are trying to reorientate and show them the, the direction. The challenge that we have had could be that we did not have the leadership on this matter and we are not even going to try to take any side help divisions but we are going to serve the people so that even in the situation where there are political tensions service delivery must not be compromised because the constitution does not uh, necessarily say at the level of administration or as a department we must be busy resolving political tensions but we must be busy serving the people in terms of the law I'm in conversation with Moluki Twaile, who is the Northwest MEC for Cooperative Governance, Human Settlements and Traditional Affairs. It's just after 10.30. We'll continue the conversation after the news headlines. I'll also be taking uh, your calls. Israel in Bloomhof, I'll be beginning with you at the number to dial 011-714-2006. Utsile, good morning. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We're in conversation with Mologi Chwaile, who's the Northwest MEC for Cooperative Governance, uh, talking about some of the issues that administrators that have been deployed to several of that province's municipalities have been facing in doing their work. And I understand that they've also been calls from some sectors of um, the Northwest for these administrators to be removed and uh, for uh, basically for the Section 100 to be um, reversed effectively. Israel, you're calling us from Bloomhof. Good morning. Good morning, Katie, and thank you for taking my call. Uh, I've got three points, really. Point number one, good morning, Kutisama. Good morning, MEC. Hi, hi, Ish. Yes, good morning, uh, leadership. Uh, point number one, Madam Katie, we want to thank the Premier of our province for doing the right thing, for appointing one of our own, of our own generation of young people. Because as young people, we also can contribute and can lead and must be given the space to lead and move South Africa forward. Secondly, I want to visit my township of Bloom of where I am now to say that we have uh, several extensions here. For more than three to five years, uh, uh, we have not had electricity installed in extension 11, 12, 13, and 14 in Bloom of respectively. This new township, they came up at the same time with other countries, other new developments in Tsukiyan, which is the next town from us, which we share in the name of the Guatemala And really, to our surprise, there is a GDC extension in Maritana in Tsukiyan, but Blumo, nothing is being done in Blumo. IDP after IDP, we hear of both intentions. Only Canada get a chunk of the development, they got their payroll, they got all the, 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 the paving, the pavement and all that. But our township in Bloom of I mean in, in, in extension twelve and eighteen. People, no water, no ablution facilities. Absolutely. And we would know for a due to the triple challenges that we are having in our country of unemployment, crime, 
there's no employment in Bungor. So crime is on the increase as a result of there being no high parking uh, uh, climate and all that. So we are asking corporate MEC or corporate MEC can you prioritize Bungor extension 10, 12, 13, and 14. Precisely because we are losing young people here of race, here of all kinds of things. You know, and about all of some of the parents, there's no water. You know, there are trucks here doing the rounds. We hear that my MM or this trucks have been paid for two million, for three million. Our family members in extension 11 had to, in extension 10, had to pay money in order for them to have kept installed in their, in their houses. So we are sick and tired. We don't know, we don't want this public trucks in our township. We want water in our township. And the last issue, we congratulate you, uh, Comrade uh, MEC. We know that you will do well. We know that you will change things for the good. And one last point really is that uh, our township in Blumov, there is no income stream. There's no economy here in Blumov. Everything is relying on social grants, pensions, and municipality, and I don't know what other sector employs, one, two, three, few people. So can you really please prioritize us? All right, Israel, thanks Thanks for your call. Let me also quickly take Tapelo. You're calling us from Dawung. Tapelo, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my sister. How are you? I'm well, thanks, Tapelo. Thank Go Thank for it. Uh, what Wonderful. I am Tapelo Khalebu from Dawung, uh, commonly known as Pitbull. I would firstly start to congratulate MEZ Mulekitwaide after being appointed and uh, given a mammoth task to uh, lead Compta Northwest. Uh, much of uh, what I would like to raise to him is that we are proud of the youth because he still is and represents as, as the young people in the Northwest, having led workers, having uh, worked so much as a uh, public senior manager, having gone from strength to strength, saving different communities. The question to him is simple. MEC uh, have just been uh, given a responsibility to lead a department that we are well aware that it was uh, somehow at the helm of the report of the IMTT as led by Mamanko Zuma, much more recently even when it was released, uh, I think two to three weeks ago. The remedial actions are therefore advised for implementation. And therefore, what is his, uh, <clears throat> what is his plan to deal with corruption within the department? Because we all know uh, the history of the department. We all know uh, an ample of political uh, interferences that have happened in the department and have therefore destabilized quality provision of services for our people. How much is he going to deal with the, uh, corruption in the department, rooting out lazy employees, rooting out... Uh, fraud and all other uh, elements that are uh, standing counterpose to the provision of quality services of our people. My second question to him is how best is going to develop and youth and women developmental programs, fuse them with develop, uh, departmental vision and mission insofar as I've given the background that the department has went through uh, before he was appointed. Now the third question is that Cocta Northwest includes traditional affairs as a department. Our traditional leadership have been overlooked over some period of time 
uh, moving from their compensation processes from the material condition that they live in in our rural villages, headmen not being uh, adequately uh, compensated, our chiefs' uh, disputes not being attended to. To some extent, in some of our traditional areas, some battles between uh, paramount chiefs and headmen in our society. How are those issues going to be resolved? In summary, what is his plan to take care of our traditional leaders here and make sure that their governance and their leadership still finds resonance better in our communities? However, above all, I still raise a flag for him for a better uh, plan and a better performance in this department. All right. All right, Tapelo. Thanks Thanks for that call. Um, Mr. Choile, you can go ahead and respond to uh, the, the, the various issues that our callers have raised today. Okay, yes. Thank you very much, Madam Casey. We agree that uh, there has been error on the area of planning. You would find that uh, in one sub-region, there is a one area where developments are concentrated and another side is not uh, having much uh, happening on it. But this also uh, affected regions where you find that Dr. K.K. Bujanala uh, got the largest slide and the rural part of our province, Ngakamudirimulema and Dr. RSM, just get too small. We are addressing that. We are moving to what we call a water-based planning. And even our IDPs will be reorientated to... Uh, make this regret. On the issue of water, we agree the Inningakamudirimulema and Dr. RSM, we have districts having the authority to provide with water and not local municipalities. So the problems of water at the level of local municipalities uh, is a, a problem because of the work of the regions. We, we have proposed in our interactions and made a submission that suggests to the national departments as key role player that we need to delegate the authority on and around water to local municipalities. Bloom of where the Israel is uh, is having a bloom of them, and uh, they shouldn't be uh, running shortage of water. But we need also to engage the Department of Water because this is the responsibility of the another department. And we will. We are continuing to do so. I hate it because you remember our department is taken by national, and we are with them. We are able to reach them and influence each other. The municipalities are not necessarily uh, using a municipal infrastructural grant for their immediate uh, key priorities, uh, including water uh, sanitation. And we have requested that. Uh, we deploy our teams to the municipality so that we can uh, add the positive impact on their uh, efforts to save the people there. The issue of the IMT team, you would realize it presented at Parliament recently, and they are, among their concern is lack of consequence management, but I can assure you that uh, we are on the move. We have already had a meeting with the Auditor General. We agreed that we would use the services of Auditor General to conduct forensic investigations because Auditor General has already has, has already appointed, I mean, pointed out to the challenges that we have, and we just need them to go deeper. 
So it is an institution supporting democracy. When you intervene and go to conduct forensic investigations, either the department or municipalities, you don't even need a council resolution or anyone's permission. You just need to communicate with the AG that on those findings, go deeper. And we have said so. We met them two days ago. Uh, the law, the, the, the IMTT is also frustrated by the either reluctancy or a slow progress on and around the work of the law enforcement agency. We are equally frustrated. At the level of parliament, we opened more than 70 or so cases. There hasn't been any arrest. We are frustrated. That is why we even said, but can we not engage SARS to do the lifestyle audit on these investigators? Let's investigate the investigators. But we will use the road uh, alternative means, including use of the institutions supporting democracy, because it is faster, it is quicker, the law prescribes otherwise. We have an unprecedented uh, rate of corruption. Uh, today I'm meeting the service providers and would provide clarity in terms of what we expect on them, because our investigations suggest that they also have a role and we want to draw clear, distinguished lines in terms of how we expect them to move faster to deliver the uh, deliverables they are supposed to do and to know that uh, they will be visited by the law enforcement agency and they must cooperate with our investigations. We had a meeting yesterday. We are running a two-day training for the chiefs. In, on improving their capacity, and we have listened to them, and you would realize that the traditional and quasar leadership act number two of 2019, uh, even if it has not been enacted yet, but it is uh, ascended to, uh, changes the the business of the traditional leadership to a greater extent. It amends the local government municipal structures act. Mm traditional leadership uh, governance framework either of 2003 and 2009 and make many changes including on the remuneration of public office bearers act and the independent commission for remuneration so and how mechanisms uh, I, I mean the dispute must be resolved uh, that affect traditional leadership so we are reorientating them on that so that we can be better and we can try to do so we have issues that we have uh, noted from their engagement with the department and we will try to redress, but we okay. are going to uh, customize the national law and uh, try to give the traditional leadership some upper leverage and uh, uh, make their role more prominent and uh, we will have government notice made also to enforce their participation at the level of the municipality. So we have just to start. We are going to fix this plane in the air. We are not going to allow it to drop down. We will fix it while it is in the air, Madam Casey. There is a, a clear understanding on the part of the managers. I've met the staff. We are agreeing. We need to change. Madam okay. Casey, the ATCA theory of change management suggests that uh, we would have the early majority moving with us, the late majority, and the resistance uh, would remain with less than 5% of the people who the theory calls them laggers. So we are confident we will uh, 
make necessary change, Madam Chefi. Uh, the problems the people are experiencing are too small. What I'm going to tell the business people today when we meet them is that everyone agrees that the problems of the people of South Africa are problems that must be resolved by the state. But the resources of the state go to the small number of hands. And another area that we must try to tilt the balance on it. And you know, more than 70% of the opportunities, uh, economic opportunities of the people of Northwest that should be benefiting young people, women, and the people with disability are bleeding out of the province. We are suffering that hemorrhage. And we are saying there is nothing wrong with other provinces benefiting from our province, but it cannot be that 80% goes out and it is because there was irregularity. Had there been no irregularity, another local person would have equally benefited because there would be a fair competition. So we are reorientate our systems. Of course, uh, to give relevancy to national development plan. Uh, oh, oh, of course, the Mr. Choile, it's much easier to to make promises than than it is to implement them. Right? Um, before I let you go. What do you know about the plot that uh, is said to be taking place in order to oust the current Premier, Job Mohoro? Well, on that one, we know the corridor talk. And if it is a rumor uh, or a hearsay, Madam Chase, you know it cannot even be admissible at the level of the court. But we know how people see themselves there. And it is obvious that uh, it is in the nature of politicians that uh, uh, they will be that shrewd. But I don't think it's a big thing uh, because the appointment of premier is the competence of the president in consultation with the leadership of national. So it is far from their hands. But but they are you are, are you aware are you aware of such a plot? Yes, we have read newspapers. We have heard people talking. We've had people running to buy suits and other people visiting Venezuela, assuring others that when they return, they will imagine. We are not sure what is happening, but I'm saying if we... Who, who are those other people? Who are those other people that have been buying suits and going to Venezuela? <laughs> oh, this thing has been happening. You would know that many others were also buying suits, saying they are coming But in who a, are they? What are, are their names? Money. What are their names? Now we have, uh, Madam Casey, maybe you must check last week Friday, uh, Mainland Guardian, it has some details there. Are you talking about Obed Babela? It, it, it could be about him, it could be about many others, because uh, in politics it is, of course, possible that anything can happen at any other time. So it's not really what I want to engage in. And and do you support Job Mohoro in his current position? So are you going to be one of those that uh, argues for him to stay on? Of course, Madam Casey, I support the Premier and as the Chair of Chair before I came this side at the Parliament, we helped the Premier to get few other things right. Uh, and we will continue to support him, support the President. We will... Uh, support the leadership in the form of the IMTP for them to take to logical conclusion the purpose of their intervention here. We will do our best to make sure we succeed on all of 
those uh, interventions. Moloko Chwaile, let me thank you so much for your time. We'll certainly uh, be keeping in touch with you as you uh, set out then to do your work as the Northwest MEC for Cooperative Governance, Human Settlements and Traditional Affairs. Uh, you'd remember that appointment being quite recent and a lot of commitments then being made on the radio this morning. We're going to take a quick break and uh, we're back with the Earth Life Africa campaign after this.